This is Startup Renegades, a raw conversation with founders, entrepreneurs, and the unicorns among us who have taken their idea and turned it into a thriving, profitable brand. I'm your host, Shauna Armitage, and my work as a fractional marketing director has led me to connect with dozens and dozens of founders in all stages of their startup journeys. Whether they're bootstrapping or fundraising or have capital on hand, there's one big question founders always ask, how do I grow this thing? On Startup Renegades, we'll explore how they did it, and you'll walk away with actionable steps you can take on your own journey to scalable growth. Monica Fullerton has long dreamed of becoming an entrepreneur, but she wanted her efforts to support a greater purpose than just starting a business, an effort to provide highly transient military families, as well as those who have previously served a space to market their products and services, regardless of their duty station. She's an ambitious entrepreneur, twin mom, and an Air Force spouse. She was named a trailblazer in tech by Military Spouse Magazine, Forbes Next 1000 list, and recently named on the Mighty 25 list as one of the most influential leaders supporting the military community. Monica is a powerhouse. She is a powerful solopreneur and what she has been able to accomplish on her own while bootstrapping this business to take it to the next level is truly, truly inspiring. Today, she shares with me her idea for Spousely, how she made it happen, and some of the strategies that she has used to successfully grow this company in a meaningful way. I am also a military spouse. This story is near and dear to my heart, and I cannot wait to share it with you. So let's dive right in. This is the story of Spousely. Hey, Monica, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited you're here. I am a military spouse and I love what you're building, but let's start at the very beginning and figure out how you came to this place. So what did you want to be when you grew up? What did I want to be when I grew up? Well, Mm -hmm. let's see. That's kind of a hard question because I've always been one of those people that always has had big dreams. So it's kind of like you see something exciting at that time. You're like, oh, I want to be that. No, wait, I want to be this. So (laughs) the one that I always stick to is I wanted to be the next Oprah when I grew up. Wow. (laughs) I've never heard that answer, but I kind of love it. So what did that mean for young Monica? What did you go to college for? Yeah. So for me, it meant just the power of communication. I was always just so inspired how she was able to bring people together, have them share their stories and just transform lives. Because I don't know if you grew up watching Oprah or not, but I just remember, you know, sitting down watching her show as a young girl and just seeing the power in supporting one another. Mm. So that inspired me to go off to college for broadcasting and communications. So when I say I had big dreams of becoming the next Oprah, I'm definitely not lying. I went there and went to broadcasting school on a mission to figure out a way that I could use the power of communication. It might be the coolest answer that I've ever had to that question, but also I can see it. Like I can see it in... in you've taken, you've had a windy path. I mean, we all have, but I can see it in the way that you interact and you bring people together today. Okay. So let's talk about what that means. So you went and you got this degree. What was your first job? Like what was your career trajectory looking like? 
So I actually landed some pretty cool jobs while I was in college because I was actually doing my undergrad and master's at the same time. It was really cool. I actually was working for Jill Zarin from Real Mm -hmm. Housewives of New York. (laughs) I was doing a lot of her PR and marketing and stuff for one of her brands that she had at the time. And I just remember, you know, thinking, wow, this is like the coolest job that I could ever have in college. And I learned so much just from that experience. It started out as an internship and then, you know, moved into more of a a role while I was doing my master's and just being involved in that kind of space and wearing many different hats, because even though it was owned by a celebrity, there's still so much that goes into it behind the scenes. And Mm -hmm. so getting to know and be a part of that was huge for me and everything that kind of set me up to where I wanted to be. Yeah. So let's talk about where you are now. So you had some really cool jobs. And how did that get you to be the founder of Spousely? So as you know, firsthand, as a military spouse, we have to pivot a lot. Pivoting is like our middle name at this point. And, you know, it was really hard for me. So I was finishing up my master's during that time is when I ended up getting back together with my high school sweetheart who mm-hmm. had gone off to college in Colorado. I was in school in South Florida and we never thought in a million years we'd get back together. So in that moment, I had to make a really hard decision and it was to start living the military life. And yeah. I knew what that meant. That meant that I couldn't probably have a career in communications and do everything that I wanted to do because it just wasn't going to be possible. You know, with that type of education and background, it's very niche. You have to stay in one place for a long time. You have to build up your career. So Mm -hmm. I decided to start living the military life. We got stationed in San Antonio, Texas, and I pivoted. I went into logistics. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I remember going into the job interview thinking, what is logistics? What is this? Like, this is interesting. (laughs) I love learning new things. So let me see what it is. Sure enough, it was an amazing company. It was all about community. I was very close with the owner who later on ended up passing away, which was just devastating. He taught me one huge thing, which has led me to where I'm at today is The power of community is so huge, as we already know, um, as military spouses and our military world. But even within a corporate company, the community that you are building, it almost doesn't really matter. Like in that case, that it was logistics. It was something I had no idea and I really wasn't passionate about. But it was about the people that I was surrounded by and where I was able to go with it. So. Continued working my way up. I was one of the only remote full-time employees. I was traveling, making a great salary, but the passion was missing, which is mm-hmm. what led me to where I'm at today with you know launching Spousely and being able to help others see that you can do what you love while living a life on the go. So I love that. And you said the passion is missing, but there's still a bit of a leap, right? From like having this great career from logistics and then starting your own company. Where did the idea come from for Spousely? What was that like light bulb moment for you? 
Yeah, I've had in the back of my mind that I've wanted to be an entrepreneur. I grew up mm. around a ton of entrepreneurs. I was always, you know, sitting and listening from other entrepreneurs, how they did it, how they built this business from the ground up. So when that passion was missing and I got to the point where it's like, well, I know what I truly love. How can I turn this into a business, but not be a business that's just about my story? That's about right. everyone else's story, too. And it honestly just kind of naturally happened. I was on a car ride uh, to dinner with a few fellow military spouses. And I just remember in that moment being like, there's so much talent in this one car ride alone, whether it was a photographer, a coffee maker, a private mm -hmm. investigator. And I share this story quite a bit because I think it is just so inspiring to see that us military spouses, we don't give ourselves enough credit for just how amazing we are and all yeah. of the different hats that we wear that I was like, I need to create something that will just bring everyone together that can help us see that we can do it. Yeah, absolutely. So why this specific idea? Because you said an investigator, a photographer, like what do those people have in common? What is it that you think that can bring military spouses together? It's turning that passion into a opportunity that provides both flexibility, mm -hmm. stability, and also a creative outlet, which we know is so important on this journey. So mm -hmm. in my mind, it was, okay, how can I help, you know, especially spouses see that maybe they have something that they love doing. Well, now you could turn that into a business and be able to help supplement for maybe if you weren't able to find a career doing what you love, or maybe you've always wanted to start a business, but you don't really know how to get started. So we have vendors now of all different sizes. We have some that have launched their businesses to just sell on Spousely, mm -hmm. as well as vendors that have been established and are doing it full time which is the true beauty of an online marketplace, which yeah. fun fact, and I'm sure people listening know this. I didn't realize I was taking on one of the hardest businesses to grow yes. and build. A multi-vendor <laughs> marketplace is a double-sided sword, obviously, because you have to have vendors and customers. And you know, when you're only one person, you're a solopreneur with a bootstrapping budget, it pretty much seems impossible, but we've been doing it. So <laughs> I was going to say it seems impossible, but it's not <laughs> impossible for you. Let's dive into that. Like you mentioned, you're building this two-sided marketplace, which is a huge undertaking. You have to acquire customers. You have to acquire vendors. It's, just, it's acquisition all over the place, right? Yes. So my favorite thing to talk about on this podcast is marketing strategy and growth strategy. So what was kind of the first thing that you tackled and what strategies did you find that were particularly effective for acquisition? Yeah. So what we first tackled was making sure that this was something that people would enjoy, something that was needed in this space. So mm -hmm. I remember after that car ride, I went and I made just like a Facebook group and I was like, okay, let's add in everyone that maybe is military connected, maybe a supporter, people with small businesses. And let me just start talking about, you know, what I want to create with this marketplace and see if people are interested. And sure enough, that group went from zero to like a thousand, I think in maybe like two weeks or whatever. And that was enough people in one group for me to be able to understand, you know, what this could turn into and what they wanted to see out of it. And I will say, asking for help, advice and feedback 
is a huge marketing tactic as well, because it then it allows you to see as you continue to grow where to invest your time and the money that you have going into marketing. Because now what we've learned is spousely is very people focused, obviously, Mm -hmm. you know, we're community driven, we're mission driven, but it's our people that separate us from any other marketplace out there. And so now from a marketing standpoint, how can we continue to share their stories? And what are ways that we can resonate with those maybe who aren't part of our community, and how they can shop and support these vendors? Yeah, I love that. And and there's so much wisdom in there, (laughs) just from the Facebook group, and also from market research being a marketing and growth tactic in and of itself, right? So a 1000 members in your Facebook group in two weeks is phenomenal. Was there any strategy behind that? How did it grow so quickly, do you think? I would say just being authentic. It was me just simply asking for advice and for feedback on if this was even going to work before I you know, went all in and invested in building out the platform. Mm-hmm. And I think authenticity is one of those things that can really help you power your efforts at an early stage of building. Because let's face it, a lot of startups do not have enough funding or capital available to market how they want to. Mm -hmm. So if you can continue to rally around what you're building, if it's community focused or who your target audience is, and really get them zoned in on your messaging and your overall goals, they will be bought in pretty much for life and they can help you continue to spread the word. Yeah, I love that so much. So what came after that? So now you've got a thousand people that you are actively doing market research, talking to, getting feedback, and you know that this is a platform that people are interested in. So what happens next? It was go time. It was time (laughs) to uh, really figure out what this meant and what it was going to look like. So I started just basically mapping out and designing exactly how I wanted this online marketplace to be. Once Mm -hmm. I had it all pretty much designed in my mind and in my notes and all that, I took that to a web developer and I was like, we've got to start building this because it's, you know, already I've got vendors that want to get on the platform. It's not even built yet. You know, it's go time. So from idea to production, I would say probably took about eight months of building And then that allowed me to continue really creating that brand awareness. So during that time of it being built, I was focused on creating graphics and insight and, you know, all these different branding that I could do before it was even done. Mm -hmm. So that way, when the platform was done, you know, we actually had this marketplace where people could start shopping and supporting. Hey, it's Shauna here. I want to take a quick break from this amazing episode to send a free resource your way. Starting up is hard. Whether you're bootstrapping or you've got some funding behind you, you don't always know exactly where to start. I want to fix that. You head to startuprenegades.com right now. You can claim your free business benchmark blueprint. That's a mouthful. It's going to help you set a plan in place so you can create your foundation for growth. And it's free, so why not? Head to startuprenegades.com come right now and grab yours. So now you have the platform built and you're ready to launch. What was the next step? You know, what were you thinking of in terms of of growth? 
So the next step after we launched was pretty interesting. I quickly learned that I was being closed-minded in my thought process for growth. Mm-hmm. I had the marketplace closed off, meaning we were verifying that our vendors were military and that our customers were military. And that was kind of an interesting approach because I didn't even think about what it was capable of, you know, open to everyone as well as then expanding to first responders. So that way we could really talk about, you know, supporting our nation's heroes and everything that these families do to help us on a daily basis. So I would say the first thing going into growth was realizing maybe you're thinking too small because you're just getting started. So really map out, you know, what are your full plans? Like if you could have wave a magic wand, like what would your company look like? Like don't hold yourself back from the unknown because you're just getting started. So how did you learn this? Was it just that the sales weren't coming in the way that you wanted it to? Or were you getting people that were putting their hands up being like, um, hi, I should be on this platform too. And I can't get there. Yeah, it was actually our vendors that were like, Hey, have you considered, you know, opening up Spousely because we have, you know, our neighbors that are not military connected and they would love to support my business on Spousely. And I was Mm -hmm. like, Oh, yeah, that's such a great idea. So I kind of brainstormed on what that would look like. So I knew we were going to need, you know, a partnership to continue handling, verifying the military and first responder piece, which is all the vendors, Mm -hmm. and then making it easy for these customers to just come in and start supporting. So from there, we partnered with GovX ID, basically, they helped us develop out where now they're verifying that all of our vendors are approved military or first responder families, Mm -hmm. and that anyone can come on to Spousely and shop small and make a big impact. I love that. That is so cool. You mentioned partnerships, and I know partnerships have been big for Spousely. So can you talk me through that? Like, did you always plan to do partnerships? Did something just kind of land in your lap? How Has that occurred and what effect has it had on the business? Yes. So I did not ever think about the (laughs) partnership piece side of Spousely. It all organically happened, which was really cool. And that's one thing I've learned on this journey is that do not overthink things because Mm -hmm. along the way, you're going to continue to pivot and learn what's working and what's not. And you would be surprised at how many just organic and natural things start to happen around what you're building. And so I believe it was we were featured on the news. And then we just started getting a bunch of inquiries from, you know, whether it was community partners or corporate companies saying they just love what we're building at Spousely, you know, if there's a way they can be a part of it to let them know. And then we just started kind of building into what that looked like. So obviously, we've got our community partners, and then we have our corporate partners. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of built into its own area. And it also has turned into like corporate gifting now and wholesale orders for our vendors, which is huge. Yeah, it really, really is. So you said like it kind of just happened but they had to find you somewhere. So even though you're a startup, you're still relatively small when all of this is going on. So how did they find you? How did you get the brand awareness for these corporations to be like, that's a company we want to partner with? (laughs) Yes. And that always is the biggest challenge because it's almost like, Hey, look at me, you know, I'm still a really, really small seed uh, out there, but at the same time, We've got plans of turning into a big blossoming flower at some point. So are you going to be with us on this journey or not? 
And I will say for us, word of mouth has been huge. Mm -hmm. And that's been really incredible. You know, when someone learns about Spousely, they're usually going and telling someone else about Spousely. And then it just continues to have this amazing, amazing effect. But I will say, PR and marketing has been great. Marketing, to be honest, I don't have enough budget for marketing. So it's very, very hard just because obviously with paid digital ads, you're spending a ton of money and you're just kind of burning and burning through funds that really aren't available from an early stage startup company. So we really leaned in on the PR opportunities and that is kind of what has led us to continue pushing forward. Walk me through that a little bit because PR like totally (laughs) is really hard for a lot of people. It's confusing. It feels unattainable. It can be expensive to hire someone to do it. Did you do it yourself? Did you hire someone? Did you have a specific focus? Like how did you kind of attack PR to get that awareness in the early days? Yes. And I totally agree. You know, PR is not for everyone and it's not for every business just because I think some businesses, it's hard to constantly talk about certain things, whether it's through print or through on air, it has to have that story piece to it, which is what sticks. So share your story, even if, you know, how you started your business and what that looks like and, you know, what the business plans on doing to continue growing and help others. But For me, I did have a PR background a little bit, like Mm -hmm. I had mentioned in college, but I never really like formally pursued that side of business. So I was able to know enough about writing like a press release and things like that and trying to get those out there. So I was trying to do it on my own, which was great because it landed us, you know, a couple great things to kind of set the foundation. And there's great tools out there like helpareporterout.com, which is free and easy for, you know, people to be self-pitching. But then we got really, really lucky. I actually had an amazing military spouse reach out to me on LinkedIn right when we were pretty much launching. I think we were only a year, maybe a little less than a year in, and she was looking to start her own PR firm and leaving her corporate career to start her own. And she just said, I love what you're doing at Spousely. Like, hear me out. I would love to help you continue spreading the word while it can also help her build up her portfolio for her new business. So it instantly turned into just an amazing, amazing relationship. I always call her my business bestie, no matter what. If anybody's listening, her name's Lindsay Akers. She's awesome. Life happened. She's a military spouse. You know, they were going through a PCS. She had her second baby and it gets hard to try to keep up with everything. So she's still a huge supporter of everything that we're doing, but we have continued to invest in PR help. That is such a cool story. Oh my gosh. You just never know where the help's going to come from, where your biggest supporters are going to come from. And you're right. I mean, community is such a big part of our world as military spouses, but also just so, so important to what you're building. So I love this. Tell me what is next for Spousely? Oh my goodness. Well, we've got big plans, always have big plans. As we know, it takes (laughs) time though. So it's always a slow build into something amazing. So we are going to probably finally raise our first round of capital. It was really important to me to pour a strong foundation and to try to hold off as long as possible, you Mm -hmm. know, myself 
funding and making sure that we're getting the right people in to help grow Spousely. So that is on our roadmap, which will allow us to finally invest in more marketing and improving the technology as well as building out our team, which is so, so important at this stage. And then after we do that and continue to have awesome corporate partnerships, we want to continue positioning Spousely in a place where it's so much more than just an online marketplace. As we've seen, it has turned into an entrepreneurial hub. It's turned into corporate gifting. We launched Spousely U, which is powered by USAA Small Business Insurance, where we're providing our vendors with tools and resources and connecting them to partners. So it's been a fun journey and we've got a lot to tackle, such as an app and improving the technology and growing Mm -hmm. our team. You know, the list goes on, right? (laughs) That is amazing though. I mean, what you've been able to do while bootstrapping is really spectacular (laughs) and you've built something lasting. So when you do get the capital, when you raise, it's going to be huge. I can't wait. So- (laughs) <laughs> I have to ask you, what does being a startup renegade mean to you? It means that you're truly sitting back to enjoy the journey because I think at the end of the day, as a startup founder and just being on this emotional and physical roller coaster, it's mm-hmm. hard. And finding ways to jump in and to enjoy the journey, whether it's with your own path or helping someone else on theirs that's going through it. And that is something that has continued to be so important to me is sharing the real in order to help inspire others that if I can do it, you can do it too. I love that. Monica, thank you so much for being here. Can you tell everybody where they can find you online? Yes. Thank you so much for having me. And we would love for you to head on over and check us out, spousely.com. You can follow us on Instagram. We love sharing our vendors' stories, uh, products, and services. And then we also have our podcast and on LinkedIn and Facebook. All the places. So you heard it here. Definitely go check everything out and support our military spouses and first responders at spousely.com. Monica, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. That was this week's episode of Startup Renegades. Thank you so much for joining me and soaking up all that brilliant entrepreneurial knowledge from today's guest. If you want to suggest a founder for a future episode or just want to connect, you can find me on Instagram at shauna.armitage. That's S-H-A-U-N-A dot A-R-M-I-T-A-G-E. And just a little reminder, if you liked what you heard today, be sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen. It makes a huge difference and it's so important for helping the show thrive. I'll be here same time next Tuesday for a raw, honest conversation with another startup renegade. Oh, 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 o